Hey everybody, my name's Johan Philip. And I'm Matt Carvel. And we are live! Every Tuesday afternoon for live lunch. That is the place that we take the Sunday teaching and we have a discussion about it. We unpack the different themes, ask some different questions, and we're inviting you to get involved in it. Have a listen or submit some questions. That's all. And we have food. So if you want to find out about some good eating options around Brighton and Hove, tune into live lunch. So you get fed. Well, we get fed physically, but you get fed spiritually. Uh, Tuesdays at 1 p.m. live on Instagram, then the video does sit on YouTube and podcast. If you'd like more information about how you can join in with the conversation at Live Lunch, we are emmanuel.com forward slash live lunch. We look forward to seeing you there. See you then. We're live. Hey, welcome to another episode of Live Lunch. Um, the penultimate in our current season, we're going slightly off-piste uh, this week. We are looking, we had a gift day Sunday at Emmanuel, uh, and uh, we're doing a, a month of of raising money and awareness of the the initiatives that we're involved with to help those impacted by poverty in our city, care, the Care for Our City campaign. Uh, we found that last Sunday was our big giving moment, where we all came forward, hundreds of people, families coming forward with their offering going above and beyond their regular giving to church to say, hey, we want to get behind uh, what this church is doing to support those in need, and here's our money. And we did that, and we shall know figures imminently. Um, but that's mm. all, all that to say, we took a break from our Virtual Jesus series. So if you're here wondering, what's the next I Am series, uh, part of the series that they're going to discuss, I'm sorry, but we're going to be back next week for our last one yes. in our I Am uh, G- our Virtual Jesus preaching series. Are you, are you doing the last? I am. <laughs> I <laughs> see what I did there. Have you waited all Well, all no, you, see, you, you set it up. To so actually do that. That's it. That's, that's a special moment. Can we use that as the Instagram clip that goes out on socials and have like <laughs> lightning and thunder? That's and the twist. As, as he that's the twist. It. That. No, it's not. That's the twist. Wow. Um, but we are joined by the wonderful Rachel Fellingham. Uh, Rachel has been a part of this church for many, many years. Uh, and is our food bank lead at the Clarendon Centre. Yep. So plays a key role in our care team, helping many, many people uh, be fed uh, via the food bank in Atlanta. We've got four food banks, Clarendon Centres, Villas, Shoreham, and, and our Oasis site. Uh, and I think Steve Horn was saying, um, really the Oasis site, that they're opening the Oasis building for an extra day to support the community. They're doing. I think they're doing that Amazing. warm space wow. of community service yeah, yeah, yeah. like the what was the horizons now yeah. integrated into that and just wow. yeah, I think it's their start. Amazing. Well, one of the things we were talking about it through the videos that we've been putting out is that the need is increasing in our cities. You probably know firsthand that the number of people who are coming to the food bank; those numbers are increasing steadily. Yes, and we're serving a lot more people. Yes, um, yeah, which is crazy, and and there's also growing need. We are trying to meet that by growing our ambitions and our initiatives and serving those impacted by poverty. But before we get to you, Rachel, yeah. uh, Matt's going to do a summary of the sermon that we heard on Sunday. Yeah, I can do. Yeah, Stephen was preaching at the Clarence Center and uh, preaching from the passage in Luke chapter 4. And as you say, it wasn't in the Virtual Jesus series, but Stephen can refer to the fact that it kind of is in terms of there's lots of uh, parallels because here we have Jesus uh, standing up and I guess saying something surprising, saying something shocking, saying something that that leaves his hearers just wow, what what's going on here? Because he's um, quoting. I was just checking. I got the right way. It's from Isaiah sixty-one, and uh, but it's in, in Luke chapter four. He goes into uh, the temple, picks up the scroll, um, and reads this part. In fact, I'm just going to read it. The spirit 
of the Lord is upon me because he has anointed me to proclaim good news to the poor. He has sent me to proclaim liberty to the captives, recovery of sight to the blind, to set at liberty those who are oppressed, and to proclaim the year of the Lord's favor. And it says he rolled up the scroll, gave it back to the attendant, and sat down, and the eyes of all in the synagogue were fixed on him. And um, Just dropped the scroll. <laughs> well, that's, that's it. a that's... moment. Did he? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Scroll drop. <laughs> and, um, yeah, I guess... Um, Stephen was was speaking about how maybe that's like, well, he gave an example of himself going back to his hometown, announcing, uh, 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 you know, his intentions to be the next prime minister, and like everyone's like, who is this guy? How how are you trying to uh, grab a title so grand and like you're you're literally nobody? Um, and that's what people would have thought of Jesus as like, you're taking scripture, you're taking this famous passage that everyone would have known Isaiah talking mm. about the coming king the one who's going to fulfill the, the hope of Israel all the promises of the kingdom of God coming and he's like Jesus says it says, you know sat down this is this is it and um and so it, so Stephen was walking us through that in terms of Jesus is the fulfillment of this passage from Isaiah 61 the Spirit of the Lord is on him. He is anointed. Jesus is the one who brings in uh, the the kingdom uh, on earth. And but also um, for those of us who put our trust in Jesus, we come into His kingdom. We we follow Him in the ways of the kingdom. And I think mm. what we see in this um, passage really clearly is that the gospel of uh, God, the gospel of what Jesus has done for us is spiritual, but not mm. just spiritual. Mm. We talk a lot every week when we're talk, preaching the gospel, how Jesus saves us, forgives us, gives us new life, rose again to give us new, new and eternal life. But the kingdom and what Jesus comes to is not, just, not limited to that. It's not just the spiritual. It's something that begins spiritually, mm. but comes to fruition and we talk about being in the vine and, and the fruit last week um and has all these material and practical uh, outworkings of it that jesus has come to change everything and it points to the renewal of all things and points to uh, where history is all mm. heading but it makes sense of the way in which jesus ministered with in his earthly ministry he was saying to people your sins are forgiven and then he healed someone and then the the poor would come to him and the people who are sick and had needs and everyone would come to him and he would heal and he would have time for people and meet people in their need. And um, that is who Jesus is and therefore that is uh, who who the church should be as well. He's sensitive to what who the people around them see, uh, reflecting God's particular generosity mm. of heart towards those who have least. Mm. You know, it says that good news to the poor. Mm. Now, obviously that means spiritually poor spiritually destitute but it is also being you know yeah. every other type of way as well yeah. um and uh, it's quite extraordinary as, as you talked about it. it's like this is almost him saying that he is the king um and the other uh, word uh, lose me but it's almost like that his mandate as king is to mm -hmm. this is what his his plan is and to bring good news to the poor is quite an extraordinary especially in that culture when it was all about the might of the roman empire and then the that the the Jews trying to overthrow that Roman mm -hmm. Empire, uh, and yet what he's proclaiming himself to be as king is something that they weren't probably thinking of. No. It's so countercultural, and you see that goes half for the poor, and those impacted by poverty is is at the heart of who he is and who his is. Um, 
what's the thing when they when the prime minister puts forward his okay this is my plan manifesto mm. like this is the king's manifesto um, yeah which is quite extraordinary that this is how our king announced himself yeah that's it and, that, and that's the sort of not of this world yeah way of thinking because it's complete as you say against like the romans everything to them was power mm. power was most important thing like they had their different gods and whatever but it like power and prestige, that was the Roman mind way of thinking. And similar, yeah, as I say, for the, the Jewish people, they were oppressed. They were waiting for someone to come along, a savior who is going to lift them out of the oppression. Mm-hmm. Now, they had a whole history, with the, you know, in Egypt and everything. Like, but Jesus has come to do that, but in a way that no one would have expected to actually. And, you know, when, when um, John the Baptist gets arrested and he's like, starts to doubt whether Jesus is the Messiah. And, he, and so he sends people to ask Jesus, and Jesus just, well, send a report back to John. Oh, oh, oh. These are things that are happening. Oh. The poor are being served, the, the sick are being oh, healed, yeah, yeah. good you know, good news to the poor are being proclaimed. You know, yeah. that's, that's he said, this is the kingdom. If you have eyes to see, yeah, if you have yeah. eyes of faith, you'll see that this is what it is. Yeah. In the world's eyes, without a faith, mm. without faith, it doesn't make any sense. Mm. And I think that's what, you know, in one mm. sense, what what we find with, um, I, I guess, with us as a church, practically helping people, this is such a robust foundation yeah. to, to do that, you know, because many people will feel an instinct to, you know, it's a good thing to help other people and help the vulnerable, that sort of thing, which is, which is great. And we would say that's part of God's common grace reflected in all people, that there is a compassion for others. Um but this idea that actually fundamental to the kingdom of Jesus mm. is how the poor are treated, how the ones, the marginalized, mm. following the ways of Jesus, he went to the margin. Anyway, end up preaching all, uh, o- we, all over we, again. But that's still here for Rachel. We are talking about this, and Rachel, you're actually doing it. Yeah. As we want to hear from you, uh, people are bored of listening to Matt and me. Well, let, let, let me, let's this. start with Rachel. How, yeah. how, did, how did you... You're obviously leading the food by that. How did yeah. that tell us a story of, yeah. for yourself and your involvement in this type of ministry? Uh-huh. Um, so I don't think um, I've had one of those kind of lightning bolt um, call of God moments. I think it was much, much more subtle and it was definitely following the Holy Spirit's leading. So I remember at the end of the pandemic, um, when we were still in lockdown, we had like a week of prayer on Zoom. Mm. it was one of those Zoom prayer meetings maybe sort of early maybe February time and um, and I was on this Zoom call and I just felt the Holy Spirit give me a little nudge because I, I, we're a family of introverts we love lockdown we love staying at home <laughs> together but quality time with my family mm, we mm. didn't have to go out and interact with annoying old people mm. <laughs> like me on live lunch <laughs> <laughs> you stay here on my sofa mm-hmm. indefinitely and I just felt the Holy Spirit give me a little nudge and say uh, do you remember how much I love church mm-hmm. wow. and um, and and then and then do you remember how much you love church and and uh, it was definitely just a little tiny niggle in me and I was like I have to come out of my house that I have to I have mm-hmm. to get back in community mm-hmm. and I also have to get back into the city and mm-hmm. when you're at home on your own you've got no interaction with anyone not, not your church family not your not your um local community not your neighbors it was yeah, it was yeah. it was very we we're very isolated and it was a little nudge and um so i signed up for a small group which mm. was helping at the food bank and i thought if i go wow. to the food bank 
I'll make some new friends, I'll be with some old friends, and then I will be meeting some people from Brighton who I haven't seen for two years. And uh, so it was literally that. So I got involved in a, a food back small group, which people mm. can still do. They're on all of the sites you can sign up yeah, and yeah, get involved, yeah. in, get involved in food back. And I did that. And uh, to begin with, went along thinking, I'm just going to stay in the stop room because it's a bit like playing shops, you know, you just organise the tins and make it look tidy <laughs> and make shopping list. And thought, stay away. But the but as I got relaxed and involved and got stuck into to community again, mm. it felt like I belong. It's like it's just an extraordinary place to be, and um and it just wins you this this sense of welcome that you um can be part of the, a door that's wide open to the city and mm. all sorts mm. of people that you would never normally mix with or you wouldn't be comfortable, you know, you wouldn't have a context to 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 befriend. Yeah, yeah. And they walk in the door. And they come and they tell you their stories and they tell you all the things they need and all the things that are wrong and the drama and the trauma. Thing, and it's thing. such a privilege and it yeah. has transformed me really. So that's kind oh, of where it started. And then. So tell us a little bit. Uh, sorry. Yeah. If you could like, put your finger on the transformation, what do you yeah. think? Where do you think you're, you are? How do you think you're different today than when you were? I think I've, for years and years, I would walk past a homeless person on the street. Yeah. And uh, I would feel. Yeah. yeah stirred but yeah. not know how to help and you always think oh well i can't really give them money so that's a little drugs or i can't you know i don't know how to relate to this person and i want to help because i know god's heart is for them mm-hmm. but i'm still paralyzed to know how to mm. so i would put my money in the gift day and i would mm. pray sometimes but this suddenly you're like there's a door open and these people are now my friends mm. i know their names i know their kids wow. names i know mm. when i pray for them i know their circumstances i know where they're battling addiction or i know that Mm. fleeing domestic violence or mm. these people are in our buildings yeah, yeah, and are yeah. in our community yeah, yeah. and it is such a privilege like in a way that i don't think you would ever expect that on a sunday for them to just be able to walk through the door and engage mm. in community yeah. whereas the feedback facilitates that wow. and it's, yeah and i think so i think i'm changing all the time the mm. more people i'm i'm getting more com- my 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 family laugh at me now because i walk on on the street and I'll see an old guy and I'll say, oh, I like your T-shirt, whatever. And they say, you've turned into your dad. <laughs> and <laughs> and we'd always be talking to anyone. He'd always make friends everywhere we go. And that was just not me yeah. at all. Wow. And now it's like, well, I could talk to anyone anywhere now. Yeah, yeah. Um, because I know that's God. I feel God's heart for people yeah. in a new way. Mm. And, and I don't think it's like a, an elite or special calling. Mm. I think it's getting God's heart. I think it's mm. capturing God's heart. Mm. for people that are made in his image mm. and broken and needy and desperate some mm. of them and um and it just yeah it's been such a gift i really honestly wish everybody could come at least once to visit because i think mm. to see it in action to mm. see the sense of family and community people coming we had a new guy come into the clarendon feedback this week and he was totally overwhelmed he said i've never hyped this it's so people are so friendly mm. i mean i'll make them a cup of tea and then Somebody else is saying, would you like a stale donut from Sainsbury's? Mm-hmm. And then someone will sit down with them and listen, listen to their stories. And yeah. then somewhere to talk. We've got mm. other agencies from the city that we partner with. So there's always someone there that can help them if they're worried about money. Or mm. there's someone we can refer them to if they've got issues with addiction. Or So there's always places we can signpost them to experts or to wisdom mm. uh, to get help. So it's not, you're not... Yeah, you're not just saying, oh, here's a bag of beans mm-hmm. and pasta, but you're actually building relationships mm-hmm. with people. It, it, and lots of them are our neighbours, our next-door neighbours, wow. from our local community. Yeah. And you're like, I never I never knew church 
could be like this, mm. so grounded, mm. especially in the city. It's easy in a little village, but in a big city, and it feels like we're in, we're part yeah. of. Well, see, if it can, yeah. city can feel so. There's so many people, but it can yeah. feel so impersonal really because everyone's going different directions, yeah. and you don't always know your neighbours and that sort of thing. So you're true, just putting a personal uh, face on it. There's like neighbours from who literally live next door to the Clarendon Centre, and I can't mm. imagine the Clarendon Centre is a huge blessing to them at eight o'clock on a Sunday morning when we're hitting grunts. Um, but I've, I've sort of seen for them in, yeah. in church services, yeah. and it's really special because you're like, wow, for so many years I've seen you next door. Only at the uh, Holy Spirit afternoon this week on Alpha, who he met through the Villas Food Bank initially, and she's now in rehab, and she came from rehab and asked, can I go to the Holy Spirit afternoon? Wow. Powerfully encountered God. Someone prophesied over her stuff about her life that she'd not told anyone. Wow. Yeah, just incredible. She brought someone else with her, and then he stayed for evening service because he was like, what is this place? I want, you know, so God's writing these stories all over the place. Just and, and there's a link into Alpha through the food bag as well, right? Always, yeah. And okay, you told us like a whole bunch of cl- uh, food bags. Let's just tell stories. I mean, from mm. the questions. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but the the stuff that we were doing, you were telling us in in our pre-chat yeah. uh, about a Ukrainian story as well. Yeah. So at Shoreham Food Bank, they uh, they had a with that we meet all sorts of people come in, but we do get quite a lot of asylum seekers and refugees mm. often come in, and the language barrier can be a really big thing. So I had this lady come who was Ukrainian and they couldn't communicate with yeah. her. It was very frustrating. They couldn't ask her what she needed or how they didn't know how to help her because they couldn't talk. And uh, they was trying to work out what to do. And this guy walked through the door and uh, he was from a local charity, Ukrainian support charity. And uh, and he said, oh, uh, I was just asking, can I, can I help? Wow. No. He was able to <laughs> sit with this lady. He was able to help her apply for her benefits. Wow. Um, and just, I mean, completely life-changing situation yeah, yeah, yeah. for her where she was frustrated and alone. Mm. And suddenly got provided the right person. So he's now on the end of a phone. So if yeah. we have people come in that we can't communicate wow. with, we can call him. And it was hardly right round. And, yeah, yeah. and um, yeah, they, call, they say he's an angel. They think he might be, you know, not actually a person. <laughs> but he just got sent him at the right time. So that just Amazing. incredible provision. And there wow. was another story at Oasis Food Bank <laughs> the week before last where um, one of the volunteers had, was chatting with the person and he, she said to him, oh, your, your wife's not here, your partner's not here today. And she, he said, oh, no, she's in agony. She's got really bad back. She's in a lot of pain. She can't move. And that, so this volunteer just said, oh, can I pray? And so she prayed, God, please um, bring healing. And the next day they had a phone call from the doctor saying, uh, come in, we, we, this appointment you've been waiting for for months has been... You can come in. And oh, she had wow. some ejections and she was completely painful. Wow. So he came it? back into the food bank last week and went, What did you do? <laughs> <laughs> it was like so. Yeah, like straight away. Yeah, yeah. Prayer. Yeah. And he saw it. He saw mm. it as an answer to prayer. So yeah. that was amazing. Wow. Yeah, lots. There's, yeah, lots all the time. So before. if that has inspired you to like sign <laughs> yeah. up to one of our food banks and get involved, I do know what will. Um, and that is, so anybody can sign up, can't they? They're, any, on the, they're on the small group menu. So we are menu.com forward slash small But I think even if you can't give a morning a week, you can still be involved. You can still come for a visit if you get a day off work. Mm, come and mm. pop, pop in and have a coffee. Come mm. and come and see it for yourself because it um, mm. it does it grabs you. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I mean, and, that, and that's the the wonderful well, one of many wonderful things about yeah. being a church and you yeah. being a family, like. When there's winds over here, it's everyone's winds. Yeah. And I know you would say there's that. Winds, oh, winds right. as in like I these stories. Because obviously for, for many people listening, watching watching this, 
they they can you know they're working they're looking after yeah. children looking after family members or whatever during the week and that's something but that's why we're doing part of the reason why we're doing these gift campaigns yeah. and putting everything front and center because like this is who we are as a church and actually for many people probably myself included primarily the way i'm supporting what we're doing with Care for City is praying and giving you know in this in this in this gift campaign and that will be many people's stories, but that is significant. That releases, you know, that that empowers and everything that's going on. And so, it's great to have these opportunities to feed back the stories because many people do and are praying week on week. Pray for the food bank and pray for the people coming in and pray for the neighbours and, and that sort of thing. So it's it's great to sort of share those stories. Yeah, as well. so I can do a Tim Jones who um, who leads Carpenters Arms, which is. Uh, Sunday lunch provision once a month uh, yeah. at the Clarendon Center. And it's basically after church on a Sunday, they turn the lounge into a massive restaurant or <laughs> eating area uh, and serve a nice hot meal, which is cooked by a really good chef as well. So, um, and he was saying that it's, there's the, there's a huge army of them that serve and you see kids involved and there's families serving. Yeah. And, uh, but then they also, it's a great space for them to invite the, their friends on the school gate and say, hey, you can come get involved. And, uh, oh, and it's, a, it's such an easy win, mm-hmm. an easy way to bring engage our city and to say, hey, come, serving the poor is not something, you know, exclusively for Christians. Um, there's lots of people that do it. And it's just a wonderful way to get involved. Mm-hmm. I think people are really open, especially in our city, to mm-hmm. getting involved. Maybe yeah. you know, they don't know ways in which they can um, be of use, but we could provide them with mm. those ways. And so we say the food bag isn't just run by volunteers on church, right? Anybody can no, volunteer. No, we do, we, do have a f- we do have a few people that aren't church members that are yet. involved, but yet. But they are becoming part of church community. Yeah. So it's just fascinating watching it. We've got a lady coming this week from a local charity who does social prescribing. She loves college. She comes once a month, but mm. she comes early so she can be part of our team devotional. Wow. And she doesn't she doesn't have a, a active faith at the moment but god's clearly using it to draw her yeah. and she sees us and she sees the welcome that people got yeah. get and she's she's so like us in yeah. terms of her heart yeah. that she feels at home and she and god's using it to work in her life which is incredible so if you've got a strategic mind and you're wondering how do i bring my unchurched family get or involved. friend get them involved in the yeah, get involved. leave it to rachel and her team and they will <laughs> they'll draw them into the devotions and <laughs> Um, but that, I mean, but that aspect of church is something that has always been the case. That sense of like being part of the community and belonging, even before believing, is something that the and we're talk, what we're t- talking about there is both for people that we are serving and both others coming in to to serve. That that you know, Jesus said, "You'll be known by the love that you have for one another." That will sh- that will shine out. And I think when we're involved in things like this, this is a real. It's a language that people understand. Mm. For people, for people who are not a Christian, or they might come on a Sunday and they hear me or whoever preach, he was like, "I well, get some of what he's saying. I don't get other things what he's saying." But I think mm. when when we're helping, and the reason that we're, as we've been saying this this month, the reason that we're what we're doing with care for our city is responding to what our city is saying and the leader, the council, and everything. Okay, these are the issues, mm. and we say, "Okay, if that's the issues. That's where we can be most help." That's a language that people uh, can under- can understand. And as I say, you know, go back to the early church that they always like to do. The message was just completely alien. People didn't didn't understand for many reasons this gospel. It didn't. The culture was just going a completely different way. 
But what compelled people, how the church grew, is that they actually they love people. Mm-hmm. They actually love one another. They, they look after people that society wasn't looking after. They look after children that people didn't want. And they just, that was how Christianity spread and was born uh, in a culture and in a context that didn't mm-hmm. understand that what they believe in who this Jesus was, but couldn't deny that what they were doing, they were just, this is remarkable. Mm. And I think, I think you know, we're, we're in a culture increasingly mm. that's like that. Don't understand why anyone would need God, why anyone would want Jesus. But then they see, they step into a food bank or step into the community a little bit and see the way people are and see what people do. It's like, Oh, that, and it mm. opens people, it does, it, it, it opens people up to say, you've got something, you understand something, you have a love and a capacity to love others yeah. that is just remarkable, and yeah. that draws people yeah. in, and then the message of, oh, it's because this Jesus, he's yeah. come to proclaim good news, he is the good news, he's yeah. served me, he's forgiven me, yeah. and we freely give because we've freely received, and it starts to make sense to people yeah. in a way that might not otherwise. Yeah, absolutely. And I guess the need is growing, so we do need more resource, we do need more volunteers, we do need more food, donations. Um, it's great, isn't it? Yeah. One, more... of, one of the uh, Villa's volunteers I was chatting to last week, and uh, she said there'd been a newspaper article in the Argus about the food banks in the city and the kind of desperate need they were in, how they were running out of stock and how they were having a really t- mm. tired of it and they weren't sure whether they going to get through the week. Yeah, so the, that, yeah. The increase in demand has been so massive. She said to me, but but could we write in and give our side of the story? Because that's not our experience. Right. Our experience as a church community, we're not. There's lots of people in the city doing a lot to help mm-hmm. and to try and help. And there's lots of great services and great charities. Mm. But the the church is different mm. because because we're a community together. Mm. Because we have uh, not just you know a little team of very motivated people. We've got a whole family mm-hmm. that's supporting and giving to it. We've got. Um, a couple in the church that run a business, they they make money from their business. They buy food shops and send them to the food bank mm-hmm. regularly to each of the food banks to support us. So we have this backing mm-hmm. of that's different. It's almost yeah. like there's a fruitfulness yeah. and a flourishing and thriving. And I think as the knees increasing, you start to panic and you think, oh, how are we going to do it? And I just mm-hmm. felt God encouraged me again. Don't restrict how much you can do. Ask mm-hmm. me for more permission. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. I think. What, what we are able to do together as a church community and what God is able to do is so different from mm-hmm. the world. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it is so different that we're not dependent on councils' fickle budgets mm-hmm. or, or civic grants or even goodwill, but actually that there is a spiritual gift. It's like yeah. this generosity, yeah. this gift of faith that God gives to people. Yeah. And um, yeah, so I'm excited to see what else he's going to do this year. Wow, mm-hmm. that's so exciting. Yeah. Oh, we out of time. Yeah, um, it's coming to land. How can we land this practically? <laughs> so we've got the gift day coming in. And we were t- chatting with this earlier, isn't it? We, there's something about um, serving the the most vulnerable in our city and you experience so much of... Um, you, you experience generosity from the don't you? You were saying how uh, you was really skinned and the homeless man gave you a fiver. And that's... Yeah, I don't think you're unique in that story. That's no for... There's such extraordinary generosity amongst those that with very little and jesus commends it in the new testament uh paul writes about it uh both the church in corinth giving not out of plenty but giving out of their need wanting to be a part of uh serving others in yeah. need it's just extraordinary that mm. the uh, we can all we can all play some part uh each to give according to their measure so i think 
you know, don't go back and go back to God and pray and go back to God and ask, God, how much should I give if I don't have a lot of money or I'm saving for Christmas or I've got some plans mm-hmm. or, uh, and then to trust God to lead you and trust God to give you the faith to um, be adventurous and be bold. And all of us have stories of we've given and God's looked after us mm-hmm. and he's cared for our needs. And it's just such a thing, God, I'm trusting in you. This is, this is painful and it may be difficult, but this is me showing that I'm trusting in you. And we're reading Psalm 112 last uh, Tuesday at our staff prayer, and it's a good one. I don't know how to read it, Psalm 112 uh, about, you know, the righteous man and the man who knows God's fame is just extraordinary. Read it. Um, yeah, so practically give. Um, mm-hmm. The the gift options are still open. We are manual forward, uh, we are manual.com forward slash care. Uh, we'll have information on how you can give, how you can volunteer. With the food banks, we'll still be taking uh, donations this coming Sunday at church. Uh, anything else? Oh, pray. Pray, right. absolutely. Pray for t- it's hard work. People's mm. needs are massive and it's overwhelming at times. So I mm. think mean, mm. please keep praying because mm. if God's at work, we'll be fruitful. Mm-hmm. And if if we're not, if we're doing it in our own strength, we're not, we're not helping anyone. Mm-hmm. So Brilliant. we really need people to pray. Right. Thank you, Rachel. Thank mm-hmm. you so much for joining us, Rachel. This has been such fun. Mm-hmm. It's been such a good, good episode. Thank you. Um, Next any... week is the last one it's for this current one. series. We'll yeah. be in the last message for of the virtual Jesus, Inshallah. and uh, yeah, where Jesus is being arrested and he uh, says, "I am." Mm. When they say, "Who are looking for?" Two hundred they... soldiers or something fall down. It's incredible. I think that's a film you're thinking of. But... Oh, a thousand <laughs> soldiers. It's like it's a significant number it's of soldiers. A, that a fall band down. of soldiers. It's not a band like of soldiers. A five soldiers fall down. It's, it's, like it's unspecific. Yeah, we'll it's get a into it. Big number. <laughs> um, we'll see you next week. Thanks Jordan's for joining us. See you later. See ya. Bye bye.